0: Hello, you're listening to episode 15 of the Roasting Room Soundboard Podcast hosted by Jordan Ross, Todd Coward, and Trevor Harden. In this episode, we talk to John Brannan, get excited about Saluda Shoals and John Brannan shows, and reminisce about the week prior. Let's begin. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Roasting Room Soundboard Podcast. I'm your friendly neighborhood host, Jordan Ross. So friendly. I'm Todd.
1: I'm Trevor. Hey, dudes. It's not maybe morning if somebody's listening to this in the evening. It's so morning
0: for us. It's morning for us. It feels right to say morning. We're drinking morning.
1: coffee, so that dude. It's
2: nine thirty. It's still the morning. It's super morning. Mm-hmm. If we were, if we didn't have kids, we'd all be asleep.
0: Yeah, probably, probably, probably. probably. <laughs> maybe. Always been kind of an early riser. Really? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah I mean, I'm a sleeper man.
1: Eight, 8 a.m. is like the latest I could sleep in. Really, if I tried, you, I'm on board with that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. If oh, I, I had my druthers, really, I'd love to get up like at five when it's
2: all quiet. and Cool. I mean, in a perfect world, I'd like to, right. but that's just not who I am. <laughs> I got you. I hear you. I, well, I, you're I, late, no you're, you're a,
0: sleeping yeah. like a late guy. Like a I, I yeah, like at
2: three a.m. Let's let's get some stuff done. Really? Yeah. Wow, oh, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah.
0: Okay. Anyway, this coming week we've got a new thing coming. We've got a music video recording. We've not done this before. At least we haven't done it in a. Promotional sense. Um, we're having Saluda Shoals come in, and they're going to get some good video. They're a brand new band um, out of Charleston, and they're trying to get some some good promotion for their for their band. They have an EP of music. They have a, they're going to do a mix of of their own music and covers. But what we want to try to do this week is get as many people in this room as possible on Friday night. It's a free event. No no cover. No no you know expectations other than to show up and kind of get rowdy i think there's going to be maybe a little bit of direction as to when it when it comes to the, the taping of it like hey everyone for the next five minutes let's get really dancey and weird that kind of thing sure i think that's going to be a part of it um but it's going to be interesting i that's think right. it'll be a lot
2: of fun everyone will be like an extra in the movie exactly when they come right? yeah that's right and I think there's going to be But there's no royalties for appearances. <laughs> no. right. Yeah,
0: th- I mean I don't think there's a I think by showing up you've signed a waiver, I think. Yeah, is that so. what it is? That's <laughs> officially announced that. <laughs> right. Yeah, since if you show up, you if if anything if your likeness gets put on a video that you you're okay with that. That's right. Yeah. And if you don't if you're not okay with that, then you can go to the back or put a hood over your face or something, I guess. That would be weird. It would be weird, but
2: Weirder acceptable. things have happened. You've, <laughs> yes. ex- you've accepted this waiver, so clearly you <laughs> understand the terms and conditions. This is a
0: place to get weird, though, if you want that's to. That's true.
2: Yeah.
0: So that's Friday night. Salute Shoals. Um, let's, let's find a track from Salute Shoals um, on YouTube. Let's play... Uh, secondhand Man. secondhand Man. Let's listen to secondhand Man from Salute to Shoals. <laughs> Jammy, I like yeah. it. It's yeah. fun.
2: I'd go hear that Ben.
0: I think that's going to be a really f- just a fun night. A very little um, barrier of entry. Show up and and enjoy the show. That's right. And they're here um, from eight. They're going to start at eight o'clock. They're going to start their their regular show. And during that time, there will be cameras rolling, m- multiple viewing angles. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun.
2: Do you know anything about those cats? I mean, they they've been doing it before. You know, not not really.
0: Not really. Um, it was we got reached out to by kind of a third party about them. He, um, this fellow wanted to help them out, saw them live and said, wow, what a great band. Do they have any promo material? Looked him up and they really had nothing. They're, that's kind of how new they are. So he wanted to kind of be the guy to guy. get them started. Yeah. I love that. I love that.
2: That's incredibly nice. Totally.
0: It's really just a, um, a patron, if you will, yeah. you know, for the arts. In the, in the truest sense of the word. Right? Definitely. Yeah. So he's, he's, you know, he's fronting the 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 money for the video production. You know, he's is he's he gonna be here?
2: Yeah. Does he have a top hat and a monocle? Hopefully. Good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if not, if not, we'll, we'll provide him one. Good. He needs so some. that we can tell, we can point him out. <laughs>
1: Perfect. That was yeah. great. That's good stuff. <laughs>
0: Does he, does he think he would have an accent if he were to be? Well, probably not. I, just,
2: I want to call him a benefactor instead of a patron. Right. Benefactor. A benefactor? I was, I was thinking better. prospector, but I think benefactor is the <laughs> correct <laughs> word.
0: Digging right. for gold? He's he's also, that's, that's kind uh, of weird. He's out.
2: also big in the railroad
1: industry. I'm getting my old words mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> turn of the century words.
0: <laughs> Railroads are going to be huge.
1: Anyway. That's great. I love it. Yeah. And so people can just wander up if they're out on the street and come up and grab, grab some whiskey and mm. uh, watch a music video. Yeah. On Saturday... John Brannan is coming into the room.
0: Very interesting story. Go to Wikipedia and search him for John Brannan, B-R-A-N-N-E-N. John Brannan. Check it out. His story is incredible. We'll also link his story, his Wikipedia, in the show notes, so you can check that out as well. We're going to interview him in a bit and kind of dig into some of that,
2: some of that, the points on the on the Wikipedia article on him. Well, he's not a kid, he's been doing this forever, and I always like those kind of people that are that, yes. are that are long-term veterans of the music industry. And this guy, I mean, he hung out with Joe Walsh, he, uh, you know, he's part of the L.A. scene
1: back then. So yes, he had some, uh, some hits on the VH1 back in the day. And yeah, then, uh, top uh, ten even. Top ten even, and not only that, but he also has written songs for other people, including the Eagles, Reba McIntyre, Tom Jones, and a whole, a whole bunch more.
0: Wow. And he's, again, local, lived in Bluffton for many years, kind of just wandered the, the U.S., met Joe Walsh, just, he <laughs> just was, went out and did it.
2: He was there when it was there to take, man. He yeah, was in the right place, it looks like.
0: Yeah. The dude's been around for for a long time. I'm looking forward Knows to what the he's phone doing.
2: interview. It's going to be fun to talk to this Definitely, guy. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, let's go ahead and roll that phone interview with John Brannon. All right, everyone. We are here with John Brannon. Hey, John. How are you?
3: I'm doing well. How are you doing?
0: Fantastic. So you are coming in here on Saturday, September 23rd. You're going to be by yourself.
3: Yeah, I'm going to do it by myself. And cool. Although uh, every once in a while I just add somebody at the last minute, but uh, well, we'll see. I don't. Ex- yeah. I just bring a couple of guitars. Great. So
0: you got a lot of stories to tell, especially your. You're we, we reading through your Wikipedia article, and we noticed that you were born in Savannah, and then you lived in Bluffton for a while, <clears throat> and then you went backpacking across the country. Let's let's talk about that just a little bit, and who you met along the way.
3: Well, you know, I had that wanderlust when I was a kid, and like most of us get at some stage, and uh, I was really into surfing, so in my late teens, I decided I wanted to go to Hawaii to see what the... I didn't have enough money to... to uh, fly out there, and uh, my mama didn't really want me to go out there, so I had to hitchhike. uh, (laughs) Those were different days. Then I finally made it over to the North Shore, and I pitched a tent at Alievo, which was my favorite surf spot that I had been looking at in photographs of magazines for years. And uh, so I stayed out there for the better part of a year, and then I came back home and went back to school for a while and tried to tried to get normal.
0: So it says that you, you kind of got hooked up with Joe Walsh somehow. How did that work out?
3: Well, I was living in Nashville. I was working on what would become my first, first album. I was actually signed to Capitol Records in New York. And um, Joe heard a tape of mine that uh, somebody else had, and uh, he tracked me down and said, I really like what you do, and uh, I want to produce your next record, which was my first record. So um, I started hanging out with Joe. He started flying me around the country, giving me rock and roll star lessons. (laughs) What a good guy to take those from. (laughs) (laughs) I won't go into into too much depth about what those were. (laughs) But uh, but, uh, it was a great experience, great fun. I moved out to L.A. to work with him out there. And then because of scheduling, Uh, differences and so on. I went ahead and uh, did my first record with um, Apache, which was a Capitol Records imprint. Mm -hmm. And Joe had another conflicting project, so we didn't get to work together on that one, but maybe somewhere down the line. I see him every once in a while when I go catch the Eagles.
0: Mm. Wow. That's crazy. crazy. And you wrote a song for the Eagles, um, Somebody. Right?
3: Yeah. On their last album, um, The Long Road Out of Eden. Wow. And uh, so they did it for three or four years in their show live, which was an amazing thing to listen to them do your song in front of 20,000 people. I'm sure. No doubt, man. I couldn't imagine. And then Glenn sang, and of course, we just lost not too long ago, which was a huge blow to many, many people.
0: Sure. Well, you you yourself, um, in the early 90s, had major success on on VH1, MTV, but really jump-started your career and moved you into... Uh, you, you went to Mercury, Nashville.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I've been on all those video channels at one time or another, um, and they've all been really good to me. It started out on MTV with my first record, Desolation Angel, and uh, then a couple of years later, I signed with Mercury Nashville and um, did a number of videos with them that, you know, I guess, uh, were number number one and two on VH1, and uh, Toby Keith and Shania Twain and I, all three, went out on tour together is, in something called the Triple Play.
0: That's crazy.
3: We, um, they were trying to bust us through at the same time yeah and it was great fun <laughs> what we would do is we would take one band we travel in one bus and then toby and shania and i would travel on another bus and we'd blitz across the u.s and uh first we we'd come through five or six cities and do all the early morning television and radio and drive time stuff and then we'd come back through the next week and do uh, performances and we would use the same band and toby and i would switch off who did the first slot or the last slot she and I was always in the middle then we come back on at the end of the shows and do an encore all together wow we did that graham parsons song luxury liner
0: mm. wow nice that was quite an experience what year was that
3: that was 93 i believe 94 maybe
0: so that was really before any of those, any of those um, artists broke. Is that were... right?
2: Was Shania really hot then, or was she just getting hot?
3: She was just getting hot. Got yeah. Toby busted through on that with a, Should Have Been a Cowboy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and that kind of set him going in that direction. And then Shania got into that format that would become what she became famous for, you know. Yeah. Right. Um, those big radio records. And, and at that point, I was finding the country mainstream mm-hmm. genre. A little bit restrictive because uh, you know I I come out of the the rock and roll end of it you know and my influences were things like Bob Dylan, people <laughs> like such as <clears throat> and uh, so I really found they weren't gonna let me do what I wanted to do as creatively as uh, I needed to do it so first thing I did is I went in and did the scarecrow record where I just uh, got 16th Avenue Studios there in Nashville. We locked the doors with the band in there, didn't let anybody in, because I didn't want any the slightest bit of influence coming from the outside. And um, we got that record done and then put it out in Europe, and then I went over and toured with Jeff Healy. And, um, we had a great time with that record.
0: And that was in the early 2000s, late 90s?
3: Yeah, thereabouts. I guess it was the the very early 2000s.
0: Yeah. I mean, your story is incredible. So you went from from Savannah, Bluffton, tiny little town back then. I mean, my goodness, that this place was a dot on the little tiny dot on the map. How often do you come back to Bluffton?
3: Well, I come back every once in a while to say hello to my cousin, who lives down there, the Callcock. And um, I haven't played there for. Y- I I was just thinking before y'all called. I, I can't even remember what year it was I last played there, but it was a good 10 years ago, I think. Wow. But it was such a small town with so many unique characters, uh, you know, just uh, something ideal for a, uh, some kind of southern gothic film of all these <laughs> right? Uh, so, so unusual true. intellectual types.
0: Yeah, it is a really funky town, and it, it's growing rapidly, but I do feel like the growth <clears throat> is still to the the funkier side like people are coming in here with all kinds of different ideas yeah
3: well i hope so because uh you know there's a a powerful tradition to keep there with what came before it you know definitely my family had been in bluffton and charleston for hundreds of years so um, that's why i'm i'm kind of uh split citizen of bluffton and charleston as they would say because that stretch that hundred mile stretch of coast there between savannah and charleston i feel like the whole thing is where i came from and where i got all of my first perspectives on life that's right that got that pluff mud in the blood man that's right (laughs) that's right (laughs) We gotta have my oyster fix every That's once right. in a while.
0: Yeah, well, you're you're sitting here talking to, to three people that are, were not from here.
2: I was born in Charleston. Yeah.
0: You were born in Charleston. Yeah. Well, Trevor and I were are from uh, from the Midwest, uh, but we moved here years at least ten years ago. And this place, yeah, it, it it sucks you in, and it's such a it is such a culturally interesting town because of all of the. It's really like a, an adult college town. I feel like. People coming from all over the place with ideas and I'm really excited to have you in, John, and give you a place to play and a place to really showcase your music um, to a listening audience.
3: I'm really looking forward to the the um, room. I hear great things about it. Of course, always looking forward to getting back and, and not only being in Bluffton, but seeing old friends and people I've known since I was a you know, since I was a kid. It's a little bit of sweet this time because my old old friend bob passed away just a few weeks ago and uh,
0: i'm sorry to hear that he was
3: he was my he was the tom sawyer to my huck finn ah. and, and uh you know we just spent hours and hours days and weeks and months out on the river and in, in a john boat with a little motor or uh, wandering through the woods, you know, shooting at things and never hitting them. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just having that kind of idyllic childhood for yeah, a couple of years. we
0: well, are going to be coming in during the, the Bull Peanut Festival, by the way, which is going All on right. prior to your show. So you'll get a Sweet. good fix of Bull Peanuts. Uh, that Man, goes until I'm, 5 PM, so. I'm
3: happy to hear that. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Well, John, you have a new project coming out as well uh, you're working on right now. Um, let's talk about that bit. Yeah,
3: yeah well i've been uh you know i've been woodshedding the past couple of years on um, a new body of work which um, i'm getting ready to um, commit to a record as always as i roll into these new records i'm kind of uh constantly writing putting the songs up against one another so they can fight it out and we'll see which ones make it you know <laughs> through the process and which ones don't but it's To me, I think it's really the the most satisfying part of what I do or what we do as as songwriter artists, you know, is this stage where you're you're assembling the players, you're starting to hammer out arrangements, and then as you're doing it, you're writing songs that are uh, hopefully uh, better than the ones before, and then you kind of let them fight it out. I mean, the whole point about being a singer-songwriter is to be relevant. Yeah, to the world, the world around you. So, uh, if I get to a stage where I don't think I'm relevant, I'll hang it up. But uh, so far, that hadn't happened. It, it's still coming through me. So, you just throw your antenna up and uh, hope something good comes along. I'm looking forward also to getting out with a band for a while. So, as soon as we get this music committed to what we used to call tape, <laughs> yeah. um, we'll get out with. Uh, little rock and roll unit here and turn it up a little louder
2: gotcha john you seem like the coolest dude man i i mean the the amount of stories that you must have about just what you've seen over the arc of your career in this crazy crazy thing we call the music business i mean at this point you've just seen it really come from what it was to what it is now i mean i i would love to just sit around and have a beer with you and listen to you talk man i can't imagine
3: well, we'll do it after the show. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, it I tell you, it's an astonishing thing to see things moving at the rate they're moving because uh, nobody knows where it's going.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's so true. That goes
3: for the that goes for the world we live in as well. It
0: does. Yeah, that can yeah. apply pretty much everywhere. But we know that live performance is still the most important aspect, I think, yep. of being an artist and getting your music out there. We've seen. Countless artists come through here. That, I mean, if they if they didn't have live performance, they wouldn't have any. They wouldn't be an artist. They don't have the ways, the means to, to continue to make a living unless they play live. At least that's for the people that we're bringing. It's kind in. of a new model, right?
2: Yeah. Now.
3: Well, it keeps you honest, you know. It does. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't hide behind a record, you, can't fake, you know, you can't. or yeah. or, a, or a video or something like that. Yeah. You know, uh, at some point. You gotta, you gotta prove what you got. Kind of like the, the really the, the most exciting part of it because, you know, it's like, uh, it's like getting the ball. You're on the field, and then they give you the ball. You gotta do something with it.
0: Well, John, we look forward to having you here. We're very excited. Yeah, man. And we'll see you on Saturday night, September 23rd, 8 p.m. Friends, it's only a $20 ticket to see the man, the myth, the legend, local legend, John Brandon. John, thanks for talking to us today.
3: Hey, thanks, guys. I I really look forward to getting down there and uh, playing for you all and seeing you, and um, and we'll um, share some stories when I see you. Love it.
2: Cool. Dude
0: has got some stories to tell.
2: I mean, what's it like to hang out with Joe Walsh and, as he says, get rock star lessons from Joe Walsh? When he's writing songs about trash in hotel rooms. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a first-hand
0: account, especially in that in that time. Right. It's not like he's exactly. doing it now. It no, was no, no, in no. the height of
2: it. That was when Joe Walsh was Joe the Walsh. essence of Joe Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> and, for, and, and for Joe
1: to, to hunt him down. Exactly.
0: You know it, what I mean? Yeah, what Joe sees right.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. incredible,
0: man. Yeah, that's one thing just to like, oh, hey, there's Joe Walsh. Right. It's totally opposite.
2: Right, when Joe's reaching out to you and he's to like, you. no, 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 let me show you how to do this. Right, yeah. That's, that's incredible, man. That, that is incredible stuff.
0: Yeah, so this show is pretty much a no-brainer. If you're if you're even in the room, in the area, come see Joe Brandon or John Brandon. Amazing. Amazing.
2: I can't wait. Stories to tell.
0: You're going to recognize some of these songs. I mean, period. Whether or not you've ever heard his songs before, someone has has uh, licensed his music. He's played on the Eagles. It's just, yeah. yeah. Dude has done
2: a lot. It's going to be a great show. That's yeah. going to be a killer one, yeah.
0: So Saturday night, uh, John Brandon, groovy. So last weekend we had Lord Nelson in here on Friday. They were a lot of fun. We didn't really know what to expect. It was you know right after the the, the weekend after the hurricane came through, Um, so we still had a bunch of people out. Um, We didn't have a huge turnout. Like twenty five people showed up to the show, which they were all there were zero presale tickets. So we were like, hopefully somebody shows up, you know. But twenty five people did. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) But they did mention. Um, that they played in Charleston the night before. Was it maybe Charleston? Anywhere. S- someone, somewhere up in the upstate area. And they were the same thing. Like, we didn't know what to expect. Didn't have a great turnout because people were still kind of displaced. But they did come on here and blew people out of the water. They were really great. Awesome. Um, they had a good vibe. Really easy to work with. Love those guys. Just their attitude was really on point. Pros. With, yeah, just yeah. total pros. Um, so let me play a track from what I, what I gleaned, from the board recording.
1: Live here. from the Roasting Room. Indeed. Let's
0: listen to Lord Nelson. Feel it. <laughs> Literally a blast. They had the trombone to those horns, up there. Trombone horns, man. Yeah. One, one horn. Trombone and the guy also played the organs. So he played um, a good kind of a B three sound uh, emulator. Played that organ and also blasted the trombone from time cool. to time. Cool. Very yeah. cool. They were good. They will definitely be back. It's an easy route for them. They make it twice a year, so we'll probably try to get them maybe target the summer to have them back again.
2: Yeah.
1: They're
0: great.
2: Sounds like a party. Totally.
0: And it kind of, it's kind of hard to play a room
1: that only has 25 people in it. Sure. You know? Especially but when you're there were a big in rock, and, rock and roll band like that. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. But they, they brought energy, so that was good. And they, you know, they spoke highly of, of the room and how it sounded and how the, even the, the people that were here were into it.
1: They were dancing. Yeah, I, this is a tangent, but here we Hit go. It. Um, it was many years ago, when the Corner Perk was at the other location... I happened to be in there one time. Uh, they had a concert by these two dudes. I, th- I think it was Hebrew Brother. Does that sound familiar to anybody? I
2: got nothing. Okay, I think maybe. that's what
1: they were called. Okay. And they were doing, and so, so hopefully one of those dudes hears this or you know gets the word that we're still talking about Hebrew Brother. But they did a, like a two-man electronica thing where one dude was singing and the other dude was kind of like mixing beats live and all that. And I will never forget it. Because there were probably six people in there yeah. or something, but those dudes were tearing it up, oh, yeah. like acting like they were playing at a festival or something. <laughs> That's awesome. But, but, but it was amazing. Like, I re- genuinely was amazed at how much they didn't care that there were six people there, and they just acted like there were 6,000 people there. It was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's true dedication to your craft. Uh, sure. Sure. Or just you're just into it. You or just, just can't help right, just right, yeah. it. Yeah, either way, I'm I'm yeah. down.
0: Yeah, yeah it's, I'm,
2: it's either crazy passion or fake it till you make it. It's right. one of the two.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Which kind of turns into one another, depending yeah, well, whatever, on how you... Yeah. However
2: you need to do it. That's cool.
1: Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, I wonder if they're around. Or I don't know. Do, yeah, that's interesting. They, I, I even got their album because I listened to it. There were some catchy tunes, and I was... Uh, I. I I made that CD uh, a rotation back in when I used to have CDs <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wow
1: yeah so anyway that was that was Friday night Lord Nelson fantastic they'll be back
0: Saturday last Saturday was Cedric Burnside whoa he brought all of it he brought all the emotion blues four one one folks showed up in force um, man I only got I only missed well I only missed the whole show I got them in about 15 minutes left in the show when I got here. And, yeah. People were dancing on chairs. It was just crazy. Craziness.
1: Yeah, the video... I mean, you guys posted nice Mm -hmm. videos there to the old Instagram, and I was uh, very impressed. It was awesome.
0: Yeah. For a two-man group, there were some parts that... I was like, how are two people making this much noise? You know? But there's also times when it would have been great to have a bass just to lay some, some funky bass down. But I talked to... Bill Gwynn, the sound man, the next day and said, man, you know, how would they have made that show with the bass? And he said, probably wouldn't be able to because of the way that they improvised their music. Since since Trenton, who is the, the guitarist, was playing things way out of almost in a... I mean, you take this this you know, this straight 1-4-5 right. structure and totally just jumble it up and, and throw things in or do walk-downs when they shouldn't be there and just all kinds of cool stuff that was going on.
2: Well, I mean, and, and based on what we know about hill country blues, that's kind of a, a component of the form is sort of disregarding the form. So, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you take
0: the form and you just jumble it. Yeah. Or you just don't, you, don't, you know it's there, but you don't need to, rely on it. And
2: a bass player and a guitar player could not share the same brain and make it happen at the same time. <laughs> no, <right>? no. <laughs> yeah, cool. But we did, we did
0: get a good recording. Um, thank you, Bill, for, for really miking everything up really well. And, and uh, we're, let's play "Shake It Down." I think it's called "Shake It Down" or "Shake 'Em Down." They didn't announce any music; they just went straight through. Um, but I guess I, I assumed this was called anyway. Let's play "Shake 'Em Down," Cedric Burnside Project. <laughs>
2: See me know well round. Know that I'm somewhere alone. Shaking the mold
0: people were getting down. It's stanky. It was so fun, man. That's fun. They played two full sets. And that was him playing drums. Yeah, uh, Cedric is, an inc- as you heard, smoking. Very good drummer. Um, I was listening, I was isolating his kick uh, when I first started mixing down this uh, board recording, and man, the stuff that he does with the kick, there's a lot a funky of just... a right foot, huh? Oh, a lot, a lot of, like, boop, 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 boop. A lot of ghost notes going on there. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah, he's just a very talented... Feels feels that type of drummer. It didn't look like he was doing anything in particular up on stage, other than just having a good time. Yeah, but he was doing some really, really intricate stuff. Yeah, listening back through it.
2: That's the raw stuff right there. That's yeah. good. Mm-hmm.
0: And he was he was loving this room. Um, he gave people a, a lot of love that night. It was cool. Great. Yeah, he was he was into it. So he'll be back, absolutely be back. I don't know, maybe, at least six to eight months is usually what we do when we get people that are returning. We try to give them a little break. So probably. You know, summer, late spring, something like that. Getting it back up here. Cool. So next weekend, not this weekend, but next weekend. What's the date on that one? September
1: 30th, Joe Robinson. Oh, man. Holy mackerel.
2: Holy moly.
1: If you missed a previous episode of this podcast, Todd said this was <laughs> the show to see this year for him.
2: This was going to be a, a, a real jaw dropper. This is going to be... Yep. If, if you're into guitar, and uh or just, you know, whatever, it's just music, but the... uh the level of guitar playing, you won't see it again on this stage. Unmatched. I'm going to say you'll never see it again. This is as, as good as we're going to get for <laughs> a virtuoso guitar player. He's for the foreseeable future. Phen- Let's phenomenal. Go there. Let's, there go. Yeah. Joe Robinson is a young kid from Australia. Um, and by young, I mean, he's he's in his 20s, early 20s, I think. That's young. And he's uh, been playing with you know all of the who's who of sort of finger-picking, Chad Atkins-style guitar players. Uh, I mean, Tommy Manuel is the biggest name in that kind of stuff. And, you know, when he was, I don't know, 14, 15, really young, he was playing alongside Tommy Manuel, and you can see him on YouTube doing that. But as if that's not enough cred, um, he, you know, one of my favorite guitar players is Robin Ford. I don't know if you guys know Robin Ford, but he's just an, a phenomenal blues guy and he's just so distinctive and tasteful and if there was any guitar player in the world that i think is probably one of the coolest it's it's robin ford um but robin ford and joe robinson and another guitar player named lee roy parnell um have recently teamed up the three of them and they go on the road as the guitar army oh wow and they do a, a three guitar kind of and they're all just you know crazy virtuoso blues guys and uh, they rip it up and they play big stages and I mean you can't get a bigger name than for me playing with Robin Ford as a guitar player and the fact that Robin Ford is sharing a stage with this guy is a testament in itself to how great he is and this this kid is just going places man so he's got the blues thing he's got the acoustic thing he's got the writing thing he's just got it all man he's got it he's got a great voice too got it all yeah
0: and I don't know if we mentioned on this podcast, at least, how we were able to land Joe Robinson. And this story is pretty cool, too. I want to hear this. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah. So a friend of, uh, friend of the room, um, Brian Baker, who is the local really great guitarist in his own right, plays for Muddy Creek, um, but doesn't do it f- you know, for a living, but does play a lot of guitar and is, and is really... He seeks it out. He went and saw Tom Emanuel and Joe Robinson oh, cool. play and went to the show. But it was in a smaller venue, and I can't think of where it was. And I, I wish I did um, right now. But after the show, he was able to talk to Joe and just mentioned the fact that, hey, by the way, we have a really cool place in Bluffton that I would love to try to get you in. Wow. So he literally asked Joe um, if you went on a play, and, and he was able to exchange um, management, basically, information. Um, and then he... Then he randomly saw him in the airport later. Like really? a totally different time. So like this double connection, he was like, Okay, this has to happen, oh type my of thing. That's
3: really faded so then, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Great.
0: So then I got an email from from I was already in the email chain. So so Brian just basically said, Here's an email chain, look this guy up, here's his management information. And I reached out to him, and I'm, it turned out I was already working with these guys on something else. So they were like, oh, yeah, Joe, great. Here, here's the deal. So it really was something that it would have worked if I would have maybe known about him. But the fact that Brian was able yeah. to bring all that in.
2: Good work, Brian.
0: I, would, I so, need to yeah, Brian. Brian Baker yeah, exactly. is oh, <laughs> such a cool dude. Yeah, I love nice that guy. Him, yeah. And he's he's around often. I mean, he comes around. He was at the, um, the show uh, with Cedric. He was there cool. on Saturday, so I got to chat him up a little bit. But yeah, Brian was the guy that, that really brought it all together, for me at least, to to put Joe in front of me to to work on. But it was really a slam dunk. He was Perfect. he happened to be on, on a route that worked for us and
2: it was, yeah, just meant to be. Great. Yeah. Get out to this show, people. Get Absolutely. out. And this is a twenty five
0: dollar ticket? This is yeah, twenty five dollar ticket, which is just insane. It's a great deal. That's this. insane. Yeah, it's great. Guys, I can't I yep. can't put it really put it into words other than to say that's
2: that's really low. Saturday, September thirtieth. Roasting Room Somebody you would
1: see on a stage that, uh, that's far away from you Or you can come here and see him so close that you can hear yeah. the man
2: breathe Let's yeah. listen to a track off uh, his, uh, his album Yeah, let's listen to it Let's, let's actually send you out with this track um, okay, cool. today This is Joe Robinson off his track, off his record Let Me Introduce You And uh, this track is called Emily
0: Hey, for the Roasting Room Soundboard, I am Jordan Ross I'm Todd Cowart I'm Trevor Hart